T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 7.10 in the morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert, brought to us by By the Art. Check them out, bytheyard.net. And Cardinal Corner, and before we hear from Jim, let's talk a little bit about Cardinal Corner, which is a wild bird store that has everything for the backyard bird, a quality bird seed, of course, and of course, bird feeders and accessories, but they've got unique gifts for the nature lover. Pam and Lee own and operate their store. They have two locations, West St. Paul and Newport Center, and you can help those birds that hang around during the winter with high-energy things like suet, peanuts, black oil, sunflower seeds, golden safflower, things like that. And you can read about all of this and read about the myths and facts about birds in the January-February Cardinal Corner newsletter. Just subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. You have to see this store for yourself. It's so much more than a birdseed store. As I said, home decor, purses, scarves, jewelry, kitchen items, many items made right here in Minnesota. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. Call them, 651 655-6556, Four five five six five five six, or online at cardinalcorner.com, you will see that Cardinal Corner is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning, Jim Gilbert. We have quite a week in front of us. I know we do, Denny. I was just listening to the forecast again. Wow. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, dress in layers. Be careful. That's right. Yeah. Try Stay warm. Um, it's... Uh, at seven o'clock in our yard, it was uh, minus thirteen. Wow, it's minus, minus officially uh, minus seven here, or minus at least seven. at the airport. Sky nearly clear. Uh, one good thing, though, I was standing out there in this, and you know it felt cold, but very little air movement. That's so true. Very little wind. They don't even mention a wind chill because no. the winds are less than three miles no. an hour. Yeah. And of course, this is on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, where we live located about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis, where you are. Yes. <laughs> and I was listening, also listening to the ad about the, the trip to France. Uh, Sandy and I are both looking forward to hosting the trip to France next August 3rd to the 12th. And, of course, this year marks the 75th anniversary of the U.S. liberating France from Nazi Germany. And we'll be visiting uh, D-Day sites and uh, the Normandy area. Other highlights include a visit to Mont Saint Michel. This is a Gothic Benedictine abbey surrounded um, by a medieval village built between the 11th and 16th centuries. We'll also do uh, a river cruise in Paris on the Seine River. I've done that before, and it was wonderful. And um, there's so many other things. We have time to visit the Louvre, and and I should mention the trip was planned by Michael Kenny who Danny knows well. He traveled with Michael several times. Well, he's a pal, for sure. Defined destinations. If anybody didn't catch the phone number, here it is again, 651-398-9358. Ask for a brochure. It's got a beautiful color brochure. Or check out defineddestinations.com. The sunrise this morning, uh, in fact, it's getting light out, which is nice. 
Sunrise this morning, 7.38, and sunset, 5.14. So that gives us in the Twin Asian area 9 hours, 36 minutes of daylight. We're gaining daylight at the rate of about 2 minutes and just a few seconds each day and have gained 16 minutes of daylight since last Sunday and a total now of 50, that's five zero minutes, has been gained since the winter solstice on December 21st. The normal high for today is 24, normal low is 8. Records for today, January 27th in the Twin Cities. The high came 85 years ago. On this date, 1934, the record high set at 47, 4.7. The record low, minus 23, came in 1950, 69 years ago. That's minus 23. The record amount of snow for this date um, is 3.8 inches. I point that out because that was 103 years ago, 1916. Now, maybe today we can break this record um, set 103 years ago if we get a little more than 3.8 inches of snow by midnight. And that might be possible. I think it's, yes, I think it may be possible. Wait around and see if we break this. 103-year record of 3.8 inches on this date, the 27th. Yesterday and again today, weather news uh, several times warned us of upcoming lows in the minus 20 bracket uh, for the Twin Cities and much colder in some other parts of Minnesota, especially in the north. The last time we had a minus 20 was December 18th, 2016. And then I started looking at some of the other things uh, I remember. Um, many of us remember Groundhog Day, February 2nd, 1996. That's 23 years ago, when the Twinsies had a record low of a minus 32. Now, it just happened that Mike Lynch decided to go up to um, Tower. That's right next to Lake Vermilion. That's when the record low of minus 60 was set. That's the all-time record low for Minnesota, minus 60. So we don't want to beat that one. No, we don't. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, and incidentally, the all-time uh, record low for the Twin Cities is minus 41, minus 41. That was set January 21st, uh, nine, not 19, but 1888, 1888, minus 41 in the Twin Cities. Um, the last quarter moon, um, rose this morning at, at, um, 1210, you can see it now, sets at 1130 this morning. You can also see Venus this morning too, um, in the east, bright, bright star-like object. Last Sunday, we had the super full moon and clear skies made viewing the total lunar eclipse a great experience. Did you get to see it, Danny? You know, I... (laughs) <laughs> I oh, fade. No. I faded pretty fast with the early rise, but Sandy and Tony both saw it. They saw it. They did. Well, you know what? Just think of what you what you do every Sunday morning when you get up. I didn't make it. <laughs> no, but then um, anyway, our next full moon is February nineteenth. Lots of things happening outside right now. Even on below zero days, I continue to hear the black-capped chickadee 
Phoebe. It's a whistled Phoebe uh, song. Uh, White-breasted nuthatch is singing Wee Wee Wee. Uh, Downey Woodpecker is drumming. And then the vocal flicker-like uh, wicker call of the red-bellied woodpecker. All these sounds are considered to be early spring signs as one season slides slowly into the next. we got to remember that phrase. One season slides slowly into the next. Think about that this week. Finally, our Finally, this Friday, this just this past Friday morning at 8.30, I heard my first of the year Northern Cardinal singing, What Cheer, Cheer, Cheer. That was in our neighborhood. Of course, a very welcome sound to spring. Bald eagles fish where open water is found, like in southeastern Minnesota along the Mississippi River. That's just one spot. There are many other places in Minnesota, even along the North Shore. Brown-colored red oak leaves that have clung to trees since the last growing season have been falling lately. That's another subtle sign of spring. Some apple growers have begun pruning their trees. Pruning is done to limit the number of apples that a tree produces so the fruit will be good size and to open up the tree so sunlight can ripen the fruit. Ringneck pheasants are busy picking up gravel along country roads. The gravel uh, uh, enters the gizzard and aids in food digestion. Barred owls are sometimes seen hanging around feeding stations looking for voles, mice, and shrews. Uh, some European starlings have begun showing yellow on their bills. That's an early spring sign, of course. Uh, European starlings' bills change from black to yellow as the spring nesting season approaches. I've just seen one so far. But others have many, many more European starlings around. I sure are noticing that. Eastern chipmunks wake up from their hibernation about every six days or so. But they stay inside and eat from the supply of food they stored in their underground burrows. Both great horned owl pairs and pairs of barred owls have been heard duet hooting since early winter. And as and they do this to set up nesting territories. The great horned owls are the earliest birds to hatch young in Minnesota each year, and by now some are already incubating eggs. I check my my notes when I've seen uh, great horned owls in nests, and I've I've seen them you know around the the 20th of January. So I'm sure that some have eggs now. Uh, last weekend. Um, January 19th, Carolyn Law from Little Falls saw about 85 bald eagles near Royalton. They were perched in trees and many were flying around. I'd like to know more about that. You know, is there some open water there? There's got to be. You know, somewhat, you know, within a few miles of where she saw them. Julie Brophy from Victoria observed the bright, beautiful sun dogs on the cold morning of Thursday, January 24th. She notes that yesterday numerous birds were visiting their yard and feeding station, including eight northern cardinals, eight blue jays, seven morning doves, and a pair of red-breasted nuthatches, um, and two wintering over white-throated sparrows. This is like all at one time. Okay, many other birds plus red and gray squirrels were there uh, in the late afternoon. And Julie watched 
And, and, and then as it was starting to get dark in the late afternoon, she watched three gray squirrels enter a single cavity in a basswood tree in their yard. And then she writes, warmth in numbers. And, of course, we, we saw this feeding frenzy yesterday as these, these birds are feeling that, you know, something's going to come here, <laughs> like cold weather and snow. Many people mention the great display of sun dogs with rainbow colors seen. And, th- and this is seen in a widespread area this past Thursday morning. Rick Haley from Delano photographed the display and sent me a copy. The sun dogs uh, were part of a 22-degree halo, uh, one in each, the right side and the left side of the sun. If a sun dog is especially bright, it will be colored red on the inside closest to the sun and blue on the far edge and yellow in the middle. Cirrus are very thin cirrostratus clouds must be present um, because they're made up of the right kind of ice crystals, six-sided ones, that refract, that means bend, uh, sunlight in just the right way to cause the sun dogs. I saw it as a, a total solar halo. Sometimes um, blowing snow um, has six-sided ice crystals, and that will refract sunlight and produce sun dogs. Especially that that would be when the sun is is just coming up or or close to setting when it's lower to the horizon. Diana and Dave Herring live near Waterville. They also observed the bright sun dogs Thursday morning, and they have seen some flocks of wild turkeys, 25 in one group, uh, 30 in another group, and they saw eight tom turkeys with long beards um, near Faribault this this past past week. Uh, A pair of pileated woodpeckers flies into the yard quite often, and, of course, the main attraction is the suet feeders. Do we have time for more here? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Paul Grusing, who lives near, um, or just south of, of Fairmont, says about eight inches of snow covers the landscape, reports that the lakes such as Hall, or Hall, rather, Hall, Bud, and Sisseton have ice covers of up to 12 to 14 inches. Now, I should mention that in other parts of the state, like around here, around Waconia, the ice is thicker than that, and that's because we we didn't have much snow for a long time. So but anyway, panfish and yellow bass have been biting uh, lately in the lakes um, right around uh, Fairmont. Uh, Jim and Jan Havda uh, live near Rice on the shore of Little Rock Lake. They see a flock of about 50 wild turkeys in their neighborhood and notice lots of bird activity at their feeding station yesterday, no doubt in anticipation of the upcoming snowfall and arty cold. Jim, who's celebrating his 80th birthday today, that's 80, 80th birthday, wow, happy birthday, Jim, notes that blue jays, dark-eyed juncos, and a pair of pileated woodpeckers were numer- and other birds were numerous at the feeding station yesterday, getting ready for the cold. Art and Barb Straub from Lesseur report watching, and this is pretty incredible, watching and counting American robins coming into a Colorado blue spruce grove just in the last few days they've been watching. They've been counting for four 
late afternoons. Yesterday, they counted over 1,800 American robins that arrived in this grove to roost for the night. Pretty amazing, 1,800 robins. Yeah, we just, Tom in fact, uh, excuse me, you got a uh, yeah. text. See if I can find it. doesn't say where it is here in the Twin Cities, but they just uh, had uh, 11 robins frolicking uh, a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, and oftentimes in the Twin Cities, because we have so many crabapple trees. I remember Boone and Erickson used to talk about the beautiful blooms of the crabapples. Well, the fruit on these trees uh, feeds much of the wildlife during the wintertime, and, and oftentimes people will see, you know, four or five, maybe only one or two, but four or five, you know, 10 or 11 uh, robins there eating the fruit. That's neat. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault report that this past Wednesday, the 23rd, they saw a snowy owl southwest of Nurstrand. The same day, eastern bluebirds were seen in Alexander Park in Faribault eating fruit from a hackberry tree. They also spotted the bright sun dogs this past Thursday morning. Last Sunday, the 20th, Tom um, Bovers took a drive in the countryside not far from Faribault, out in Rice County there, spotted flocks of 100 to 200 or more Lapland longspurs, and mixed in with these flocks of Lapland longspurs were some snow buntings. He also saw horn larks in pairs and small flocks of, you know, four or five and up to a dozen birds. Horn larks are considered to be the first migratory birds coming into Minnesota uh, each year. Tom and Lisa went to Riverbend Nature Center in Faribault to watch last Sunday's supermoon rise at 440. They also saw at that time a group of 20 deer, so deer are yarding up, and they end up watching the eclipse from their own backyard. Mary Brislance from Luton reports that flying squirrels glide into her feeding station as soon as darkness sets in each late afternoon. They relish peanut butter, hulled sunflower seeds, and suet. Pine siskins are the most numerous of the birds um, visiting Mary's feeding station. A pair of bald eagles continue, continue to spend the winter near the shore of Lake Superior. Six inches of, fe- of snow fell in uh, Mary's Luton yard, and she's in the lower part of Luton, you know, not that far off of the lake, um, for, for a total of 54 inches. But she said up in the higher areas, like, Luton Mountain Ski Area, in that spot, much more snow has fallen. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, report on Tuesday the 21st, they had 18 gray squirrels at their feeding station at one time. Now, these gray squirrels were eating corn, cracked corn, and other seeds that are scattered on the ground for them and ground-feeding birds. On Wednesday, Ray counted 60 wild turkeys in a harvested cornfield near Northfield. Ray and Marlene hear just one great horned owl hooting just after sunset each evening. That's just been lately now. So maybe the other one is on a nest. We're just I don't know. Maybe they'll even find the nest and can observe this. They, uh, I should mention that great horned owls don't, normally, don't build nests, but they take over old squirrel nests. So it would be nesting on top of that or a tree that's, that's broken apart. There might be a, a tree that's broken off and it'll be up um, in the top of that area where it broke off. Uh, yesterday, 
um, the Simons, Ray and Marlene, observed 18 species of birds coming to their feeding station, including about 50 pine siskins all at one time. How about that? Yeah, and before you go, Jim, uh, you mentioned the squirrels. Uh, the texter says, and it doesn't say where they're from, but they said they saw a black squirrel at Niagara Falls but have never here. Okay. Um, I had a, I had someone told me about that last week, and now I've forgotten where it is. I have to look it up again. But um, black squirrels used to be fairly common in Minnesota, and they still are in certain spots. Hmm. It's a melanistic form of the gray squirrel. Interesting. Well, yeah. Jim, we're going to wish you to stay warm this coming week because Everybody, we could... Everybody, be careful. Yep. Oh, Rest really? Layers. We're talking yep. a potentially historic cold period here in CCO land. So, Jim, let's talk uh, one week from today, and we'll see what happened. I look forward to it. Me too. Thank you, Jim. Okay. Jim Gilbert, now. next week with more Nature Notes here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Get your general health questions ready. We're going to do another open line show with Dr. Sam Eyes filling in for Dr. Hilden coming up in just moments. Here on 830 WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 